Hello, everybody. Hello. It's yes. Good Friday. And uh, Good Friday to you, Elizabeth. Good Friday to you, MG. And this is, I'm Elizabeth Pudwell, and this is MG, and we are Sober Sisters Talk. Welcome. Welcome. This is our podcast of where we bring you our uh, multiple programs um, that we work and take out into the world and walk around and deal with and whatever experiences we have around that. Um, that's what this podcast is for. We want to share our experience, strength, and hope. And I always like to say that, you know, I don't know how to keep anybody else sober, but I know it works for me. And one of the things that really works for me is doing this podcast with you, Elizabeth. I just really do love it. I do, too. It's the just... accountability. Yeah. The It makes me think... Um, differently like I told you the other day that I was at a meeting and the couple that shared I was like oh my god I want them on our podcast you know yeah. it just makes me look um at things differently so yeah and definitely. I mean I get to also you know use this to be able to have a platform to reach out and be of service to a larger group of people because, you know, this past year I've really had some health issues and so I've really kind of been limiting what I do and who I, you know, am around because I just don't want to get sick again. And so I miss community sometimes and right. I, miss, um, uh, I miss seeing you on a regular basis at the meetings that you like to go to, even though I'm feeling better and I'm feeling strong and I'm getting back at it. So... It's just another way that I can be accountable. And uh, one of the things that I wanted your help on, because you're so good about this, and I don't know if you might be willing to do a meditation around it to like help me with it, but it's about fear. And there is fear, which is the acronym, false evidence appearing real, which I just think is projection. So it's sort of like, oh my God, I'm so afraid that I'm going to lose my house or I'm going to, that, you know, my partner's going to lose their job. I don't have a partner. This is just an example. But like, you know, something's going to happen that that is a projection. It's not true. It's just a, a fear with a small F. But I'm dealing with a fear with a capital F around something that's going on in my life. So... And you said you had something that you... Well, I've noticed, like, so my stuff that has been coming up, and I told you right before we started recording that I went to see my therapist, and then I called um, my AA sponsor and talked to her, and I went to an Al-Anon meeting, which is a, a, a leap for me. I, ha I struggle. I have Al-Anon issues, clearly, and um, the meetings... Are something that I've always sort of struggled with but um, I went and I think the thing that I have trouble with is I don't always speak my truth because I'm afraid of the effect or I'm afraid of the consequences mm. Mm. and I just mm. met with a sponsee and um, you know noticing the same thing that it, you know she's not speaking out and she's not um, you know, saying certain things because of fear. You know, she's fear she's going to lose her friends or fear she's going to lose her marriage or, you know, whatever. So, right, yeah, right. definitely. Well, and I mean, and, and they're legitimate. I don't want to um, have the notion be that, you know, that, that I am saying don't have your fears. But there's like the acronym fear is false evidence appearing real. So it may be real, it may not be real. Right. Or it could be the fuck everything and run fear. 
And that's what I'm experiencing now, where I have decided to do a play, and I'm very excited. It's a great script. It's a fantastic, fantastic cast. And everybody is just, I mean, it's at a community theater, and I mean, the level of talent, I'm like, how did these people find out about this audition? Because these are like some heavy hitters. I mean, they are good. And I am like so proud to be there. And the director's like, you know, a seasoned director and he's really uh, easygoing. He's like very collaborative and very like um, organic in terms of like, let's just try try this. He doesn't come out, because I've been with directors like, you know, it's a forced march. It's their rules or the highway and you're going to, wear a pink dress and you're going to stand on that spot and you're going to say it just like this, you know, line readings and everything. So I'm just like thrilled about it. And I read the script before I auditioned, but I missed a part. And I'm going to read the the two lines in the script to our listeners. And then I'll talk about like, uh, in the play, I have a lover and he is, uh, has been with me for a while, I don't know how long, but he wants to go be with this other woman and I'm trying to convince him to stay. And so I have this whole long, like two page monologue where I'm trying to convince him and then at the end of it, it says they kiss passionately, deeply. They perhaps remain in some manner of passionate sexual engagement throughout the entire following scene which is about three to five minutes long. And uh, maybe not even that long. So I read this for the first time last night in rehearsal. (laughs) We're we're blocking this (laughs) scene. And the guy who plays uh, my lover wasn't there last night. And when I read this, I mean, I'm feeling it right now. Uh Like my throat is closing up. And... You know, I I really have struggled with, like, you know, what's my fear? Because the guy who plays my lover is someone that I'm not really attracted to. He's, like, too old for me. He's, like, 35 or something, you know? (laughs) Sorry, listeners. And uh, so, but he's, like, just a nice guy. And, uh, uh, you know, I friended him on Facebook, and I saw a picture of him with his girlfriend. He's, like, totally, like, legit nice guy. And so I feel like he'll be professional and um, I feel like, you know, he knew what he was signing up for. So, but I'm just flooded with absolute fear of being vulnerable with another person. And I was talking to a friend about it last night and she said, well, you know, you're not dating. So God's going to put something in your path in order to help you grow. So she believes that this is a divine task that has been placed upon me. And uh, so I want your feedback about like why I am afraid, why you think I am afraid. Okay, so you know, it's so interesting. Um, One of the things I was just talking about with my sponsee was um, play. So my um, boss the other day, uh, my he's kind of the interim boss, I have a plastic cart that I push around, like I go get packages and stuff. And I was pushing it and um, he was walking towards me and I went like that to the top of it. 
and he hopped on it and I got to run around a little bit with him and he was laughing and then stuff and then he hopped off and you know it just so there was this barrier that was broken with this level of play Um, he showed me that a different side of him that we're we're not going to see a lot of in 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 the environment and the relationship that we have. He, um, I felt like he was really vulnerable to to do that and to hop up there and to take that chance and uh, let other people see him. And you know, we didn't know if his boss was gonna the somebody else was gonna you know, and um, yet he you know he felt comfortable enough to do that. And um, I felt. I feel like the um, playing can be a lot like engaging in sexual behavior. Because if you think about it, like how often do we play? You know, you and I don't like wrestle on the floor or, you know, we don't play jacks and we're not running up and down the street riding bikes together laughing. And, and instead we do this. It's something very adult and very stoic and very controlled but when you do play you become really vulnerable and you show people a different side of yourself that is something that you get to choose whether or not and when you're going to do it you get to choose when we're going to play you know you get to choose at what level you're going to play you get to um decide when to pull back and when to stop and it looks to me like in reading that none of that is in your control you're not going to decide who it's with you don't get to decide how long it is you don't get to decide when you stop it's all all of that stuff is in the hands of a director and not you is that yes and uh that's a great point and you know I did sort of like talk with him uh, and, you know, and I'm fairly anonymous on this podcast, so I I can say that, you know, one of the things is that I get fever blisters. And so I am, I don't have a fever blister right now, but I don't want to, um, I don't want to kiss the guy because I don't want to transmit anything. And so I talked to the director on Wednesday night and it was just, I said, hey, listen, I just want to share this with you because I feel like I can that, you know. Uh, I have this, you know, get, get fever blisters, and so I don't feel comfortable kissing. And so maybe we can, like, do something like just a passionate embrace or whatever. And he said, sure. He goes, you know, work work with your, um, he goes, talk to my uh, castmate. And he goes, and y'all bring something and show it to me and see if it looks okay. So that means that I've got to go to this guy, my castmate, and say, hey, listen, you know, let's work through the scene. And so, I mean, even saying those words and wanting to go forward and do that is just, you know, so fearful for me. So what I did last night, and for our listeners, I really recommend going out there and researching tapping because I have really been doing tapping around, like, anxiety at work around my CPA. And I did tapping last night. And, you know, the the affirmation that I say is, although I'm feeling some anxiety around this, I know that it will be okay, and I am okay. And so, you know, I've been doing the tapping around that, and I did it last night because I couldn't get to sleep because I was in a lot of anxiety around all of it. 
So I'm going to continue to do the tapping around this, and uh, I have to have faith. That's part of this, is that my fear is that my sex and love addiction will get activated again, that I will become unmanageable again. I feel like I've done such a great job on getting sober and staying sober and being sober. And I don't put myself in toxic relationships. I don't put myself in the in situations where I am at risk. I don't date men. I don't uh, date unavailable men. You know, I, I keep my life, you know, really um, calm and peaceful and pretty joyful. And I'm happy about that. So my fear is around having my love addiction, sex and love addiction get activated. So I wanted to share too, um, because what came up when you shared all of that, there's two things. One is the um, bodily reaction of your um, throat constricting is a PTSD symptom, in my opinion. There's a time in your life where you did not speak out and you let things go beyond what they were without stopping saying stop I can't do this so I, I mean kudos the, the the first thing you did is like hey can we you know is there another way of doing and the so you've got that you did that and um oh I forgot what the other one was what were you saying right before that oh you were talking about the um igniting the sex and love addiction again so um you're not the same person i told you i think before that i take you know when i was in that yoga class and that guy one of the instructors at the end of it when we were in shavasana touched my feet and um holy shit yeah he touched them and, and put his thumbs like deep in the arch and like massaged a little bit and pulled back but the thing is, is that what it did for me is like, what what happened for me is that I felt like, wow, I forgot how good it feels to be touched by a man's hands. Mm. I am not going every Saturday and going to that particular or Sunday yoga class to see this dude. I'm not all mm -hmm. triggered mm -hmm. with him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm a different person. I've grown. Mm -hmm. So yes, like in this embrace and and this scene you're probably going to have some physical stuff kicked up for you because our bodies our cells remember and it it will be let loose but you're in a different place than you were when you started this program mm -hmm. 10 12 years ago mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you're not the same person mm -hmm. And you're going to be able to go to do with it what you will and maybe have a reaction like mine where that felt really good or, ooh, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and just be um, aware of the physical sensation of the touch and not attach it to that person. Right. Like my goal is to be like neutral where I can... You know, not be in a place where I'm being swept away by my feelings or my emotions. And I mean, and my actor training has taught me how to deal with emotions in a general sense. 
And so I feel uh, that I have that training and that, and that knowledge, but it's just about adding that physical component where I've really kept myself super safe in that regard. And I can remember I did a project right before I left New York and and my director kind of wanted me to make out with this guy and the look of horror on my face was just so bad. And the poor guy was like, don't look so disgusted about having to make out with me. And I'm like, no, no, it's not about you at all. You know, it would be like asking an alcoholic, okay, we're going to use live alcohol on the stage. Everybody's going to be drinking, you know, real liquor. And that's the way I feel about doing things uh, that are that intimate is that, you know, for me, it's such a, it's such a huge trigger. And so, you know, what I know now is, you know, I've learned and I feel like I can be safe and comfortable and I can, during rehearsal, I can say stop. I don't feel comfortable. I can, you know, reset it. And, um, you know, I'd like to have a discussion with my castmate and just try to talk about it, you know, because for me, uh, you know, what comes up for me is I have a lot of like um, bodily fear, like a PTSD, like you were saying, that feels right reaction and I want to cry and I mean how sexy is that you know that's not I'm not serving the story because of my own limitations right so you know I'm gonna do you know more thinking and meditating it and definitely more tapping this weekend around it because it is um in a way false I'm not being victimized I am uh, I have agency in this thing. I am, you know, I could quit the play. I could just say, you know, something's come up and I could quit the play. There's so many things that I could do. I'm, I don't want to quit the play. I don't think yeah, I'm going to I hate to see you do that. Um, and the thing that comes up for me is when we had Darcy here um, a few weeks ago and we talked, she talked about like, you know, so many of us in um, SLAA, we go into no contact and we don't date for years and years and we think we're sober, you know, and then we're going to go date and try it. And you really get your sobriety in the relationship. Yeah. And that's where you real, and that's where you're headed. Yeah. And it's not a real love relationship. And I think that, you know, I just listening to you and knowing part of your story that you think it's the physical aspect of it that um, creates your addiction and kicks it off. And I think this whole play and this whole thing is going to show you it's not. It's love. It's the desire to feel that, you know, what um, Don Carlos says, warm personal regard. For somebody to care about you. That's really what kicks off our addiction. Not somebody grabbing my feet in a yoga class. Or you having to sit in an embrace for minutes on it. <laughs> during the scene. God, oh my God. During rehearsal and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, I do think that you're going to get to this place where you're going to be like, you know. Oh, okay. It isn't. Because it's really the emotional part that is behind it we used the physical part to either accelerate that feeling or to eliminate it because it gets too intense I don't like this intimacy I don't want to do this let's just you know go right to it yeah yeah how old do you feel when you start talking about it when your throat's 
Uh, yeah, that's interesting. Uh, <laughs> I'm afraid. I'm afraid. I'm afraid. Yeah. Um, you know, probably like six. You know, six yeah. year old. So that's that makes girl. sense then. Yes. So here's what I know about that. When you're having that feeling, especially if you're having that physical, like really strong, and my throat constricts a lot when I'm in my in in my PTSD. Mm-hmm. So what you don't want to do is send six-year-old MG into that scene. Right. (gasps) We want to get into an adult when you're going into that scene. Right. And take care of that six-year-old little girl prior. Yeah, Yeah. great point. Before you go in. That's a great. And and I've done that exercise before where I say to her, listen. And I've even, like, taken, like, props, like coloring books and colors you know, and just said, you know, you're going to be here and you're going to color and you're going to like work on this while I go take care of this scene or do this thing or have this conversation. I've done that before. And I did that through Women Within. We did a lot of inner child work. So I love that. And that's a fantastic reminder. And that's another thing like the tapping that I can use. And to do it out loud, because when you need, you need to read, you, the adult need to hear yourself tell her, I'm the adult. I'm in recovery. I've got, I'm not the same person and I'm going to handle this. I'm not sending you little girl in there to deal, do this scene. Right. Me, the adult. And you need to hear those words and she needs to hear those words to know that. And I can see it having an effect on you yeah. already. I yeah. can see you relaxing. Yeah, you absolutely. Know? Right, right. Woo, thank you, Elizabeth. That's amazing. I do feel so much better. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. I don't know what happened with your face, but I just saw it all of a sudden. I was like, oh, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that really helped. That really helped that this six-year-old MG is not going to have to go in and participate in that, that I can protect myself. I have so much more ability now. But I think that that's, and for those of you who are in fear right now or going through something like that, I can really relate that it's difficult to see past that fear, to see, to get into like an affirmation on like, what do I want? You know, like, so, so let me talk about like what I want. Yeah. What I want. What is, do you want that to look like? Yeah. What I, what I want to be able to do in this play is I really want to serve the story and I really want to serve the play and I really want to allow myself to be vulnerable and I really want to push past my comfort zone in terms of like what I want to feel and also show. And so it's a lot of work to do this, you know, play work. It's it's a lot of preparation. It's a lot of thought. There's relaxation involved. There's different physical things that I have to do or that I choose to do in order to serve the play. And I really want it to be good. I want people to really not just, you know, I, I go to plays all the time. And I see people that have a lot of excellent vocal range. So I can, I, I, and I do the same thing too, where I can just say something in a certain way and it sounds right, but there's nothing underneath it. So it's like a hollow show. And that's what this whole scene is going to be. Where you're, because you're not only just going to say something, you're going, because I was thinking when you were talking about it, what if it was physical violence instead of 
sexual, physical sexual action? Mm-hmm. What if, if you were in a play where you were supposed to be violent? Yeah, you know, I've Could had you that. act that? Right. You know? Well, and I mean, I did one play where the guy was like coming at me, and I was like, I told the director, please, can we recategorize, re- redo this scene in a different way because that fucking scares the shit out of me. And the, the, the guy, the actor, he's like, Melly, I'm not going to hurt you. And I'm like, I know that, logically. But, but when it's happening? Yeah. <laughs> and what I also know is that people can trip and shit can happen and, you know, I can get hurt. And he was coming at me with such force that, you know, he was like coming at me and he like puts his hands behind me on the wall. So he doesn't hit me. He hits the wall behind me, but he's right there. Right. So and it's um, loud and, and it's loud yeah. and it's you and know, it's close sudden. yeah and um and so you know they did work with me because I just was like it was like too scary for me but it was a physical violence thing and I did have my voice and I was able to have agency around that and to say you know we got to figure out another way and then when I said you know people can trip they were like oh yeah 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 I see that. And they were willing to help me. And so it's just this, you know, I feel like this one-on-one physical intimacy. And the play that I was in in New York, I was fine with the hugging and like having my arms around this person and their arms around me. But it was just the kissing part of it. And like, you know, that that's something that is a, a real trigger for me. And it's not something that I can fake. So it's, um, you know, it's my work. It's my work that, that I'm going through right now. So, and I know that and I, I have your too, support too. Yes, and I think listening to you, you're so smart and you're so creative that you are going to be able to create a scene that expresses what the writer intended behind it but it is totally physical and in line with your with your your values. Right. And what I want to do, which is, right. you know, use my body to be of service to an art form. So, it's, you know, I feel like I am ready and I wasn't ready when I first went to school in my 3 years and the 6 years that I was in New York. I wasn't ready. But, you know, I feel like now I am ready that everything's in place. I have support systems. I'm loved. I'm supported. And uh, and it's it's going to be okay. And you have the education. You have the advantage of so much time in the rooms and sponsoring other people and being able to take care of the little girl and the yeah. tapping and all of those things that you did not have. Right. Even six years ago. Right. You know. And I mean, and I can bookend it, you know, and I don't know if our listeners know about bookending, but before I go to a rehearsal, I can call a recovery partner and I can say, hey, listen, I'm getting ready to go in and I'm going to bookend with you when I come out so that I know that there is someone physically sort of holding me in a sacred space and like knowing that I'm in this challenge and that I can process out with. And, um, you know, what I want it to look like again is I want it to be uh, safe and I want it to be honest and I want it to be a great scene. And I want to um, 
have a relationship with this young man that is healthy and appropriate and uh, considerate and like I don't want to hurt him or like you know professional yeah right, so professional. stay in this place for like, you when I met him he came in I was like oh hi hi I'm Emma I'm gonna be playing uh your lover and he went yeah and his he wasn't very enthusiastic and so he was like yeah hi like that just like just oh hi and I said I promise I'm not a pervert <laughs> I was like, why did I say that? Because I am a big pervert. <laughs> because you're nervous. Yes. Because you're nervous. Yeah. And it's okay. It's okay. It's warranted. Yeah. You know? Yeah. This is a situation where you should be nervous. You know? Mm-hmm. And it's okay for you to feel like that. Who in the world would expect you to go and do this scene without having any of these reservations? Well, it seems like these young kids in my program were just so easy with each other's bodies or whatever. And and so I was a little jealous of that. But then I'm like, that's not my story. That's not my path. You know, my story, my path has been in a different way. And I feel like I've had so much recovery around healing those childhood wounds, around wanting to seek out and wanting to get my needs met by using my body in a like a shadow way not a golden way right and so you know it may be the same physical thing that i'm doing but this is a a, in service to a golden thing so i have to remember you know like in i heard someone say in al-anon once you know compare and despair that i can't compare myself to someone else and someone else's experience because that's so Well, we own. make up all this stuff. We don't know what they're feeling. We don't know what they're thinking. We don't know what happens when they go home. You know, we don't know. So, it, you know, we can't make up stories about that kind of stuff. Yeah. And it just doesn't have anything to do with you. Yeah. You know, and you get to take care of yourself. In the book ending, you can remind that person that you're going to leave the little girl out of the scene. And that you're going to show up as an adult. Wonderful. Well, thank you, Elizabeth. All right, you're welcome. I'm here to serve. Thank you, listener. <laughs> want to remind our listeners that we have a website. If you want to catch some of our past um, podcasts, our past episodes, www.sobersisterstalk.com. We also have a Facebook page. You can go out onto Facebook and search for Sober Sisters Talk. You'll see our episodes on there. And if you have an issue... If you want to comment on fear, if you want to comment on this episode, if you um, have something going on and you don't know what to do about it, email us. Yeah, we'll try and give it a shot. Yeah. Our email is SoberSistersTalk at gmail.com. And please like and share the, the podcast if you can. If you can't, but you have Sober Buddies on Facebook, um, we do put it on there. You can share that way. Or you know, you can send it to somebody in a, in a message on your on your phone. Um, but the more listeners we have, the, the more time that we can spend out here helping you and each other. Thank you, Elizabeth. Thank you.